Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we continue our Genie Plus guide with all the tricks you need to know for Hollywood Studios. Find all the episodes of this podcast on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. You can also check us out on YouTube now, youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered. We'd really appreciate it if you could like and subscribe to the channel there. You can also receive bonus content by signing up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. Or if you'd like to support the podcast at no cost to you, you can use me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions for us, email us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As The Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips With Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So today we are continuing our Genie Plus tier list episode. We're going to be talking about Hollywood Studios, telling you what are the first attractions you should book with Genie Plus if you're purchasing it at Hollywood Studios, and then so on and so forth. And also we'll talk about whether we think Genie Plus is worth it at Hollywood Studios and our typical strategy while we're tackling Hollywood Studios with Genie Plus. Now, unlike Animal Kingdom... Hollywood Studios, there's a lot more pressure Genie Plus wise. You know, we've done Animal Kingdom already. There's still not that many attractions like Animal Kingdom, but there's a lot more that are higher demand. But like we did with Animal Kingdom, before we get to the Genie Plus attractions, Leslie, let's talk about the individual Lightning Lane attraction at Hollywood Studios, which again is the attraction that you need to buy separately from Genie Plus if you want to do it. It's a separate purchase. It doesn't matter whether you bought Genie Plus or not. What is that attraction, Leslie, and what do you think about buying the individual Lightning Lane for that attraction? All right. Well, that is Rise of the Resistance, which is an epic attraction, new still for a lot of people in Star Wars The Galaxy's Edge. This is tricky. I would say that if you've done it several times, this is one that you can skip. I skip it. I don't purchase individual Lightning Lane for it, but... You know, I've had the luxury of being able to do it at Disneyland as well as at Disney World uh, multiple times. If you haven't done it, if you're even remotely interested in Star Wars, I think you should buy it. And the reason is this attraction breaks down and it breaks down a lot. And a lot of people do want to do it during rope drop during early entry, but oftentimes it won't be open Um, there will be problems and then you've wasted your chance at that early entry time. It's also a really long attraction. So if you go to that during early entry, that will use up your 30 minutes and then some, you won't get a second bite at the apple, a second attraction before. Yeah. And you mean, even if you get right on, it's taking 30 minutes, not even if you have to wait at all. Exactly. So the, the regular, the rest of the crowds will then be into Hollywood studios and the race will be on for long lines and things like that. So I, I do think you should purchase it if it's something that you will, really want to ride and you haven't done many times. I think it's worth it. And then having that purchase gives you a lot more flexibility if it does go down, you know, doing it later in the day, something like that. Yeah, I would agree. I feel like if you've never been to Hollywood studios, I recommend purchasing it just to make sure you get on it without like I had a friend and client who was at Hollywood studios and he got dumped from the line twice. So waited 30 minutes, ride broke, dumped, waited another 45 minutes, ride broke, dumped. And when that happens and you're in the standby line, you don't get like a lightning lane reservation to come back or whatever. Like it's whenever they open it again, you're back in the standby line. And that feels very painful. I would say if 
you've never done it and you really want to do it, buy the Lightning Lane. In fact, this is the one attraction that I say, if you're going to spend any money on Genie Plus or Lightning Lane for, for anything, this is the one to spend it on just because the potential frustration is so big. Although, Leslie, I saw 25-minute standby times for Rise of the Resistance, which means like if they said 25 minutes, that must have been a walk-on. Um, at like 5 p.m. one of the days that I was there. So so that was why I, I, part of me thinks that Disney fans, like they don't want to put up with Rise breaking down and they're not like, you know, if they've done it before, they don't want to line up for it and they don't want to pay for it either. Yeah, I suspect it has something to do with who the crowds are in the park on a given day. And if it's a lot of locals or a lot of repeat visitors, things like that, then I could see a lot of them going elsewhere because I go elsewhere. But that's not going to happen during like Thanksgiving week. So yeah, yes, yes, uh, yes. of course, of course. Yes. <laughs> Don't count on just, that. It's just a little bit of a Disney nerd aside there. And uh, another aside is one reason why I'm less liable to buy it these days, even though I love the attraction and my kids always want to go on it, is because it really needs to go down for maintenance. And they can't do that because of how much money they make on individual Lightning Lane. And it's really starting to show some wear and tear. Now, we were in Disney in July for the Galactic Star Cruiser. So we, of course, had a Lightning Lane for Rise of the Resistance. And Leslie, this was like, B minus C plus mode. You know, there's a B mode that's pretty famous. That was happening. There are guns that used to move. I don't think those are ever moving ever again, which, you know, I've learned to accept that. But then there was a third. Yeti. (laughs) Yes, it's like the Yeti. But there was a third part where I expected something to happen and I expected someone to move towards me. Um, And this is not like an animatronic. It's like an image. And they did not move. And I had never seen that before. And I was like, what is like, what is happening with this attraction? So it makes me a little bit less liable to buy it, although my kids really love it. Um, so, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to do it. But if you've never done it, buy the individual Lightning Lane. I think you won't regret it. Um, and you also won't know, you know, what uh, B, you won't know the difference between B mode and A mode if you've never written it before. Oh, for those of you who, don't understand the nerd nomenclature. B mode is when like something's not working at an attraction, but they have like a simplified version so that the attraction can keep running so they don't have to shut it down. All right, enough about Rise of the Resistance. Let's get to our tiers for Genie Plus Lightning Lane reservations at Hollywood Studios. Now, Leslie, I did these without you. I only put one attraction in tier one for Hollywood Studios. What do you think and uh, what is that? I agree with that. And your choice for tier one is Slinky Dog Dash. That, I've said it before, it has to be your first pick in Hollywood Studios because it can and does run out before many guests are eligible for a second pick with Genie Plus, depending, of course, on the crowds and, you know, demand that that particular day. But many, many days it runs out before you could ever get a second one. So I think that has to be your top pick if you want to ride it with Genie Plus at all. Of course, you can rope drop it. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, different strategies overall. But yeah, it's usually my top pick. What about you, Joe? Yeah, same. In fact, if I don't get it on Genie Plus. Sometimes I just don't ride it um, at all. So, um, and, and it's tricky. And we'll talk about this when we get to our strategy. It's tricky because sometimes, even if you get it at like 7 01 a.m., it's not returning to like 2 or 3. And that really changes your strategy for the entire day. 
um, for Genie Plus at Hollywood Studios. So in many ways, I feel like Slinky Dog Dash is the linchpin that's going to determine your strategy for the rest of the day, which is why we put it as the tier one. Like if you must ride it, grab that first because you might not get a second chance at it uh, later. All right. So let's get to tier two. I think this is a little bit controversial, but I put down Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror, not because I think those are the best tier two attractions, but um, because I think that those are the ones that the return times get later faster for. Um, And so some of the tier three attractions, I think you get as much value from having a Genie Plus Lightning Lane reservation for them, but you need to get Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror earlier if you're trying to get your Genie Pluses done quickly so that you can get your next one. You know, this these are the attractions when I was there, even in July with moderate crowds that I saw backing up faster. You know, it wasn't like terrible, but it was like they're returning an hour, two hours from now, whereas other attractions, which are in tier three, obviously Smuggler's Run is in there, was only half an hour or like Toy Story Mania. It was like 10 minutes later. So this is what I have in tier two. I know it's a little controversial, although uh, I think Touring Plans blog, which uh, we have been referencing, the data does back that up. But what do you think, Leslie? Yeah, I agree with that. I just add the additional asterisk that Rock and Roller Coaster does have a single rider line and it doesn't usually open right away in the morning. You know, something to watch it just as crowds uh, fill that queue, they do open that single rider line. So if you're in a group where you just are going to have adults or teens or something like that, I would deprioritize that for Genie Plus, use it um, via single rider line, and then that will kind of clear the slate for you to grab some of these attractions in tier three that you might be equally interested in. So why don't we, why don't we move to this? Yes. So the tier three attractions are going to be, oh, really quickly though, single rider for Rock and Roller Coaster sometimes closes. In fact, Rock and Roller Coaster had the most brutal line that I saw. Another reason why Rock and Roller Coaster is a good one to put in tier two is because it's been breaking a lot. And, um, you know, that makes the Genie Plus more valuable. But moving to tier three, what I have here is, and it's crazy, like a year ago, I don't think I would have thought that this was the case, but Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, you know, both newish rides, but I feel like you're safe at Hollywood Studios. Understanding that Slinky Dog Dash being tier one puts a lot of pressure down the chain for these other attractions, which like in another park, maybe these wouldn't be tier three, but at Hollywood Studios, I think Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run and Toy Story Mania are solidly tier three. Like you can wait to get them until a little bit later, um, especially if you want to ride those other more thrilling attractions. Yeah, I mostly agree. I would say that Smugglers can be a little bit of a wobbler. It used to be more popular even just like six or nine months ago because it was still new to so many people. So many people were still taking that first trip to Galaxy's Edge and as time goes by and more people are, are you know, now returning to Disney World and have been to Galaxy's Edge, Smugglers is moving down a little bit. But I, I do think you kind of have to watch that one in a way, um, even though Mickey and Minnie's is newer, it just it has more capacity and, you know, people are still more kind of gung ho for the Smugglers Run stuff, I think. So that's the one I watch, especially at a, pl- at a time where you're going to have a lot of like once in a lifetime trippers, like um, during a holiday break, something like that. Yeah, definitely. The I do find also just talking about single rider lines that Millennium Falcon Smuggler runs 
single rider line much more reliable than rock and roller coaster which is kind of another reason why i have it in tier three just because it is it is a bit of a wobbler but there are other ways for you to access that um, which are pretty good now another just random thing um, i threw a lot of shade at making minis runaway railway for the air conditioning after the merge point when they put the standby and the genie plus line together well it was very excellent on this last trip in July. So I did not feel like a sweaty mess going through that. Like I, in February, I felt like a sweaty mess going through there. But actually, it felt very refreshing uh, on this last trip in July. So Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, I take it back for now. Thank you, someone in maintenance who listens to our podcast and our complaints. <laughs> they fixed it. It must be. It must be, yes. <laughs> they, or they actually turned the air conditioning on. Uh, that's the other possibility. Now, all the other attractions at Hollywood Studios, that's kind of like everything else like we did with Animal Kingdom. It's like if you have the Lightning Lane reservation to be used, you know, you can go ahead and get it, but I don't think it's really worth it. Maybe meeting Olaf. You could argue it's tier three if your kid is dying to see Olaf, just for the reason that um, character meet and greets move pretty slowly. But everything else, I feel pretty confident. Like, you don't need a Lightning Lane reservation for it unless you really want to. Alien Swirling Saucers is on here. Eventually, the line gets pretty short. But, uh, you know, use a Lightning Lane for it so you don't have to wait in line um, seven times in a row for it or whatever I did. Um, and then the stage shows, which are great. Uh, Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular, the Frozen Sing Along, um, even Beauty and the Beast is pretty good, especially if you're a Beauty and the Beast fan. They're all great, but you don't really need to use the Lightning Lanes for it until you have exhausted all the other Genie Plus attractions. Yeah, I totally agree. So why don't we talk, Joe, about whether you need Genie Plus in Hollywood Studios? I think I know what your answer will be, but um, what do you say about that? If we go on a scale from you can definitely live without it, you could probably live without it, you should get it, or you definitely should get it, I'm much closer to like you definitely should get it. Like if it's in the budget, every every park you can deal with without Genie Plus, um, you know, if you're saving money, you know, and there's other ways to use your money at Disney. However, I think if it's in the budget, like Genie Plus at Hollywood Studios is probably one of the top parks you want to use Genie Plus at because the amount of time and stress that you'll save might be worth it for that money. So, you know, if you're in a situation where you are only buying Genie Plus on some days, Hollywood Studios should be one of the strong considerations just because the there are not that many attractions, but they're all very popular. Like even Alien Swirling Saucers, which is you leave last for your Genie Plus Lightning Lane reservations, most likely, um, or at least you don't prioritize them. It can be like a 30, 40 minute wait, even on a moderate day. So I think that Genie Plus is well worth the cost. Um, and of course, Disney has uh, agreed with that because you know it's the second most expensive Genie Plus if you're buying it just for the single park. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a must buy for me almost every trip, actually. I don't think I've ever not bought it at Hollywood Studios. And it's just because it it is so hard to get through all of those attractions without hitting several very long standby lines without Genie Plus. And even with Genie Plus, you're going to hit some standby line that you're going to have to stand in or you're going to have to take a big long break or something like that because you just won't be able to get everything that you want to get with Genie Plus in Hollywood Studios. The, the 
return times will run out for some of these attractions. So, you know, we talked about aliens rolling saucers being sort of in the everything else bottom tier, but if you want to ride Slinky and Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower and, you know, say even just one or two in tier three, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway Smugglers, aliens rolling saucers might be gone <laughs> at that point. So you may not be able to get that for even like late night. So something to, to keep in mind, you're going to have to prioritize your attractions. And I think it's really hard to complete Hollywood Studios unless you are at a more advanced level at using Genie Plus or happen to go on a very low crowd day. Yeah, definitely. Like when we were there in February over President's Week slash Mardi Gras, it was really tough to use up all the Genie Plus reservations that we had. Like things were selling out, not Alien Swirling Saucers level of selling out, but um, definitely it was tough to get all the attractions we wanted. So it is worth it and then this is this is also a park where you know disney now has that language where it's like you may be able to get it for two or three attractions uh you know you may be able to use it for two to three attractions this is one of the parks where you may actually only get to use it for two to three attractions but it'll also feel worth it for those two to three attractions that you get it for so let's uh move to you know what our strategy is i think there are different ways you can tackle it so um, why don't you go first, Leslie, with how you would tackle it, and then I will offer an alternative version. Because, you know, there are, there are a lot of kind of branching paths that you can take with Genie Plus here at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, if you're starting in Hollywood Studios in the morning, then I think the way that you tackle it is, you know, you buy individual lightning lane for Rise of the Resistance, if that's something that you want to do. And... If you have a fast-moving crew, you're going to rope drop Slinky. If you don't have a fast-moving crew, you're going to pick Slinky Dog Dash as your first Genie Plus selection. And then I think that's where you start to branch. So let's say that you book Slinky as your first Genie Plus selection. Then I think you're going most likely to rope drop Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror. And, you know, it sort of depends on your preferences or just sort of where the crowd is flowing as to what comes first. I'd probably go to tower first before rock and roller coaster just personally. But I think that way you can really knock out pretty quickly to top tier attractions in the standby line. And then you're, you're getting your second genie plus for a, what we call a tier three attraction. So I usually would probably select um, Toy Story Midway Mania or Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway as my second pick for Genie Plus in Hollywood Studios. And from there, I mean, Hollywood Studios is the one where I have a plan and I have to be real willing to throw the plan completely out the window because things change so much depending upon what that return time is that you get for Slinky and, you know, how fast you can get through standby lines, that kind of thing. It's it's much more volatile. You have to be doing a lot more thinking on your feet there. I agree. And that is why typically I just throw Slinky out. I just, you know, I love the attraction and my kids like it as well. But it's like if I can't get Slinky for right when park opens or like within the first. So when we were there, I think the park opened at 830. I got it for like 915 to 1015 or something like that. Like if I can't get it within the first two hours, I'm just like, forget it because it just messes up too many things. Once you kind of eliminate Slinky, either by getting it super early or by just not doing it at all. But once you eliminate it, then typically what I do is I just rope drop wherever I want to go. So like rope dropping 
tower and rock and roller coaster that works okay but you can also rope drop toy story land and do toy story like toy story mania is a walk-on for like the first 20 especially during early entry that is just like totally a walk-on then you can knock out toy story and alien swirling saucers you know and then that'll be done and you can ride them again later with genie plus later because those don't sell out that fast or sometimes i've rope dropped millennium falcon smugglers run and you just walk right on there early in the morning as well and then depending on where i rope dropped then i you know will book my genie plus you know i really will play it by ear and go by kind of whatever's coming back the soonest and since hollywood studios isn't as big you can afford even with younger kids like mine although mine are 10 and 8 now so are the ones that i was most recently running around with you can afford to zigzag back and forth from the park uh, from different areas of the park a little bit more so that's what i like to do um kind of eliminate slinky dog either by getting it early or not doing it at all. And that really opens up the park and you can get a lot of stuff done um, by around lunch. And then at lunchtime, what I'll do is like, by that point, there may be a headliner that is going to take a couple hours to come back, but then I can go eat lunch at that point, go to Muppet Vision 3D and stuff like that while I'm killing time for that headliner. The other thing you can do, of course, at Hollywood Studios is if you've been to Animal Kingdom in the morning, According to our last episode about Animal Kingdom, start stacking Hollywood Studios attractions for the mid-afternoon to late evening. And that you can pretty much set yourself up to have four or five attractions within two to three hours, You know, starting at 5 or 6 p.m. or whenever. Um, and that's a good strategy for getting a lot done at Hollywood Studios You know, in a half day, but in the second half of the day. Yeah, totally agree. And if you go back and listen to our advanced Genie Plus episode, I talk about how I do um, reverse stacking. So if I'm stacking for Hollywood Studios, I'm going to get make my first booking be the ride with the latest return time. And then I'm going to backfill spaces in between. So if Slinky Dog Dash is still available when I'm, you know, making a selection, maybe I've made one selection in Animal Kingdom and if Slinky's still available, I'm booking Slinky, even if it's like 9 p.m. or something like that. And then I'm sort of backfilling with with uh, less popular attractions like an Alien Swirling Saucers. Maybe I could get a, you know, a four o'clock um, for my next selection, something like that. So so keep that in mind if you're trying to get a couple of the headliners for an afternoon park hopping into Hollywood Studios. Yeah, as is per usual on Disney Deciphered, we have said the words alien swirling saucers way too much for a Genie Plus episode. Like, it has been mentioned way too many <laughs> times. But, uh, you know. That's how uh, we roll. That's how I, we roll. I, I, told, I told Leslie, folks, that my son turned down uh, Lightning Lane to alien swirling saucers and my daughter just wrote it on her own because she wanted to get out of the heat and i may have shed a small tear you know i was i was ready to go on but uh you know times change times change i think that pretty much does it for hollywood studios uh, it is I, we will reiterate that it is very valuable to get genie plus there if it's in your budget so definitely consider doing that have a good plan and Part of your good plan, I think, is going to be our Disney do or don't, Leslie. So what's our Disney do or don't for Hollywood Studios Genie Plus? All right. My Disney do is do keep checking the My Disney Experience app when you're in Hollywood Studios for standby lines, especially um, to make sure rides are operating. And then obviously to, when you're going to redeem Lightning Lanes, make sure they're operating 
I've noticed a lot of downtime problems of a lot of attractions. We talked about Rise of the Resistance, but it's true for a lot of the attractions in Hollywood Studios having substantial downtime. When I was last there in January at Morning Rope Drop, Slinky, Rock and Roller Coaster, and Tower were all three down for rope, for early entry. So <laughs> we rope drop Mickey and Minnie's <laughs> because that's what you got to do. But you you really got to, but, but we didn't realize it. And we went all the way down and noticed people standing by Rock and Roller Coaster and they were waiting for it to open. And we wasted definitely some, some key minutes in the morning that if we had been a little bit more on top of it on the app, then um, wouldn't have wasted that and added some steps to our day. Yeah, I think it just emphasizes the fact of what you said, you have to be willing to be on your feet, uh, thinking on your feet. I mean, you're going to be on your feet a lot. It's Disney World. But thinking on your feet about what your plan is and letting your plan evolve as the day evolves. Quick reminder, though, if you do have a Lightning Lane attraction and the attraction goes down, then you'll get a multi-experience pass, which uh, can be very useful for rewriting attractions or having other fun shenanigans um, when you're in the parks. All right. Well, that does it for our Genie Plus recommendations for Hollywood Studios. If you have any questions, you can email us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Tweet us at www.deciphered on Twitter or find us on Facebook and Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Of course, we would also love if you subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at DisneyDeciphered. Leslie, where can people find your work and your Genie Plus articles? All right, I am tripswithtikes.com, T-Y-K-E-S, and then at tripswithtikes everywhere on social media. Where can folks find you, Joe? At As Joe Flies on social media, and of course, uh, you can email me, Joseph Chung, at travelmation.net if you're looking to plan a Disney vacation. All right, Hollywood Studios, a lot of fun, Leslie. We got two more parks to go, but uh, we're headed off to vacation first, so we'll take care of that when we get back. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, and I will see you shaking your fist at the clouds because. You have once again gone to an attraction at Hollywood Studios that is down. Thanks, Jeff.